think I think mostly I gave you my answer. I <laughs> Janelle's hopeless. That's okay. Um, no, I just it's, it's, this is your your new self has a, a it, there's an effect there from your old self. There's mm-hmm. like a in your people in the that, that you've left I mean, and that have left you. So there are like. I do think that really, really horrible people probably should be punished because the damage they do is so significantly worse than the harm that you do to just one individual. I mean, they, they ruin societies, they destroy people. They may be in charge of genocide and all the, like if you're the one making that happen, like there's a part of me that does want them to be punished, but who's the judge? How how do you, I just, I can't, I can't, I can't build a picture of it anymore that makes any sense. And maybe that's, maybe that's the heart of it. Like, if that's what's promoting you to choose religion because you're afraid of hell, if you're really wrestling with faith, you have to wrestle with. Like, who is this God that I'm claiming to serve? Mm. Um, and, and, And someone that, sets people up to fail and punishes them without giving them a chance for redemption and um, is passive aggressive about it because in some traditions you don't know if you're saved or not. Like that's a a narcissistic jerk and I'm, I don't want to be in a relationship with you as a human. And so why would I worship you? Like, so the parts of this that look like abuse and that are trying to motivate people towards behaviors in manipulative and abusive ways are the things that I think we have to leave behind. And if, if hell is going to be used that way, it is not good relationship. There are times you have to spank your kid or you have to put them in timeout. Like, I get that. But like, you usually, most parents I knew make it very clear where those lines are. And I think the problem with some of this is that the lines aren't clear. And, and that becomes, that starts crossing the line into abuse. And I just, I'm not going to be in a relationship with someone that does that. It's when you uh, begin to allow yourself to say out loud, I don't believe in this because of the God that I, that I see in the scriptures. Mm-hmm. And I think that was the hardest part for me was reconciling, like you were saying, so this, this God that, that we're saying that we believe in, based on this Jesus guy who is like, you know, the Lord and the Messiah, like, okay, there's an inconsistency here. So again, there's a justice system and we can see it in the Torah. We can see it in, even in Paul's writings, like he gets a little peeved at times, obviously, because, you know, Paul, Paul's got some righteous anger. So I think, I think you can't, it's not like we're dismissing justice and righteousness altogether. We're saying that that's actually part of what we're trying to do, but to permanently put people in a place forever and then eventually say, hey, tribe, I don't believe this. Like, that's the scary part, because yeah. then you lose your, your people. Yeah. And I, I think that in a way, I mean, you've, you've lost some of your old people. I've oh, lost yeah. some of my own people. Dylan, you've lost some of yours. But, you know, you, you find new people along the way, and right. you're like, I'm not that crazy. There are others who don't believe this to be literally true. Because if you, I mean, if people love, this is going to sound crazy, people love hell. Like, if you say to hell with hell, um, then you know, you're, you're kicked out. And I, and which is, which is sad because there's so many, not just intelligent people, so many intelligent people, uh, profoundly deep, I would say, uh, just, just eccentric people in the church 
uh, who probably don't believe in it, but they're just affirming the words to stay in the tribe. And it's like, oh, it's, it saddens me. Like they're, um, they're using the scare tactics that we all grew up with. And even if they don't talk about it, they still have to at least in some circles, or remember, it's a, even on, on websites, churches, you'll look at the belief statements and yep. it will say, heaven hell. and hell are real places. Yep. Again, even if they never preach about it, it's there. Um, so that's what happens. You, you end up losing those people, whether it's 50 people or 5,000 people. So what is it that's scary about not having hell? Like, like what, like, so, I mean, I don't know if, if you guys ever have this discussion in Buddhism, but like for a lot of Christians, one of the ways to like get called a heretic is to say there's no actual hell. Like this is a huge deal. Why are people scared if there's not a hell? They would begin to question, why did Jesus have to die? So to them, atonement is all about getting you out of hell. And I think that's just, again, one of those areas where you have to say, hey guys, there are other theories of atonement out there. Right. Here are 10. Take the other nine. <laughs> do you, I'm asking Diana, do you, uh, do you talk about hell like in no. the daily life of the church or? Mm-mm, no, not at all. Like, again, most of us are more scared of Christian hell because we've heard about that and we've been told that that's where we're going. So that sounded waste. We were like, I don't know what that is exactly, but it sounds pretty bad. So wow. yeah. Yeah, because, yeah, no, we don't talk about it at all in our tradition, so. So are you okay with not having hell? Yeah, I'm fine with it. (laughs) Yeah, because, well, the afterlife in general in most Buddhism, like, we are Pure Land Buddhists, so we do talk about the Pure Land of Enlightenment as a space we go when we die, but also not permanent and the way most of our scriptures are written it will say stuff like there are birds that sing at the six times of day in the pure land but not really unless you need them to and then they will so like our entire vision of the afterlife is yes sometimes you need it to be an existence space where you're going to see grandma auntie whoever after you die sometimes you just don't need it at all. Sometimes you like it as a metaphor for how you're living it. Like, however, as long as you're not so firmly attached to any one viewpoint, it is what it is. The human mind is so changeable that, yeah, we need what we need at particular times and don't when we don't. So, yeah. And I, I guess I, I understand like needing heaven, needing that peace mm-hmm. of your loved ones are okay. I mean, mm-hmm. we, we all, we all understand what that's like, but needing hell. <laughs> You well, know, and it may be a little, a little bit like what Janelle was saying about, you know, you think of all of these horrible people that lead lives that they never have to atone for it, basically. Yeah. They never get punished. So having the idea of hell be like, oh man, at least at some point, <laughs> these people are going to have to climb razor trees and drink pus for a while, whatever. You know, it's like... <laughs> That sort of orange thing pus, right? You. <laughs> so many women have had to, but nobody believes them. Someone would need to have a hell would just be because they they really don't like someone who did something really bad to them, and they need to believe that there is yeah. some mm-hmm. sort of justice. Um, 
but you know the idea that it is eternal um, for you know no matter no matter how bad you were if you only did one bad thing versus if you committed genocide uh, it seems to be uh, that doesn't make sense to me that everyone gets basically the same punishment so. yeah well and the way that we jockey around um, different religious leaders like. Oh, so um, like the Buddha is going to go to hell because he wasn't a Christian. <laughs> right. That, okay. Yes. That, that right there is like fascinating, isn't it? That yeah. There are people who are Christian, but who are horrible Christians. And yet the, right, the Buddha is going to hell. Buddha's going That's to hell. the crazy thing. Stephen Hawking's going to hell. I mean, he's one of the most brilliant minds mm-hmm. that we've had in the last two centuries. But he didn't believe in Jesus, so he's going to burn. <laughs> yeah, so I, I, I like, I mean, I do like the idea. So Carl Rayner, this Catholic theologian, had talked about the anonymous liberal. Christian. I know, it's liberal. But that, that gave me hope about how many years ago? It was about 15 years ago, and I'm, I'm starting to struggle with this. Here's a Catholic theologian that says, there are anonymous Christians. That was my first like, that little like, baby step, little pill I took. I'm like, moving in that direction of slippery slope. Because... Yeah, surely there's, I mean, we all know our friends out there outside of our religious traditions who are just better at life than we are. You know, they're better at creating peace and, and uh, community and they're better forgiving and they're like, man, you're just a better servant than me. You can go out and feed the homeless all the time, and, but you're not a Christian. Like, well, maybe, maybe they are. They live more like Jesus than I do. So uh, that, that, hel- that helped me. That was, my first, that was my first movement in that direction of like, maybe I'm just a universalist. Well, you're definitely a heretic. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm a Christian universalist. Is that okay? Is that okay? But we're missing one. The Mormons, though, they're going to send us all to hell, aren't they? Or they're going to have to pray us out of hell because we're not the right kind of Christian, even though they're not Christians. Yeah, so you're good. If if the Mormons are right, it's like cakewalk. We all get in eventually because we're related to them somehow. But not to like the the highest place. If if Megan were here, she could kind of tell us exactly what's right. So here's what I found interesting. We're not going to name names is exactly how you have a, a large group of people and the majority, at least from my group, they didn't even believe in a hell, mm-hmm. but they wanted to talk about it. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm curious. That's why? So weird. Why is that? Yeah, it is weird. Yeah. No, it was the same. In fact, there was only one person in my group that had actually grown up with fire and brimstone kind of and the rest of us were like yeah, we heard about it like yeah. i've seen the exorcist i guess i don't know we were condemned to it <laughs> right exactly i've been told i was going so that's yeah <laughs> but that's about it so what's what is the intrigue is it like a horror film and a comedy that you want to laugh and you want to scream is that why people want to talk about this don't know it was yeah it was really interesting though because it does even people that i saw at other tables that i've sat with before i'm like i know those people don't believe you know it's like i have spoken with them i mean the most people at my table were atheists mm -hmm. i mean could it be just that this i mean this is a cultural phenomenon at this point in terms of like the christian narrative of hell i think is in some ways, part of the narrative of America. Um, because if you're failing, if you're not blessed, then you, if you suffer, that's why. And then that leaves open the door to hell. Like, it, because I think it just, if you asked many Americans, like, what happens if you don't believe in Jesus? You're going to hell. Like, even if we don't intellectually believe in hell, like, where am I going? 
what's going to happen to me? What's it going to be like? I mean, in our in our progressive Christian circles, like there's so many times where we'll, we joke to each other, like, yeah, we're going to hell, but at least we'll all be there with each other and it'll be fun, mm-hmm. you know? But, but Not if I'm eating pus. But it, I think that that kind of unconsciously testifies to like this, we still have this fear of it. Because it, it is the punishment. It is the ultimate punishment that you die and you burn. We even joke about it at the temple and, you know, like, oh, I'm probably going to hell or people will jokingly ask, like, they'll say something and they'll be like, oh, crap, is there a Buddhist hell? Because I don't know if I could have said that, you know, I mean, it's like the concept of the hell concept itself is, is so deeply deep. ingrained. Even telling somebody to go to hell, like it's still kind of an insult whether you believe it or not. Like it's taken as kind of a harsh thing right. to say to somebody. And even if you don't believe in it, you're still like, Oh, that was fucked up. Why did that guy say that? to me? Yeah. And yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, it is. So going back to restoration, cause I feel like I'm, I'm maybe trying to be optimistic with the glasses half full here. If Go there ahead. is, yeah. So if, if fire move along and not, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna use snow or ice. I'm just saying fire. If fire is that symbol and that picture of hell, the idea of fire is, is a, and we would sing songs about this growing up, a refining fire. What if hell, in the essence of God, does refine? And I, keep, I, I have to keep going back to this. It's not to punish. And if it is to punish, it's to punish to refine, to restore. Taking metals out of the fire. Like, oh, look at it. It's a brand new gem. Okay, but that... Like, you can justify that shit all you want, but that's Trying abusive. To be fluffy here. <laughs> Trying to be fluffy. Like, if you do that to another person, you are abusing them. How, but how about we, we get beyond the actual literal fire and see it as a metaphor? Well, I also, I mean, I, I love that idea of it being a, a rehabilitative something. But then you also, like, at what point are you rehabilitated, right? Like Who decides? Or, you know, well, I have not been, I'm a backslid Baptist. I'm going to hell. Maybe it won't take that long for me to be rehabilitated. What about Hitler? You know, how many millions of years does he have to be there before everybody's like, okay, you've paid for your crimes, you know? At least six million. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but in the end, you guys don't get to decide that, right? I right. mean, that's my understanding too, is that, in those traditions, we don't get to decide that because that's, that's what the devil is in hell for, right? That's how he got cast out, was presuming that he knew more. Right. So, yeah. So isn't that part of the faith thing? And I'm asking you guys because yeah. I only know academically that like you just have to assume that God knows what he's doing with these punishments and that if he decides that what Hitler or Idi Amin or whoever did like at that time, but maybe in their earlier lives, they rescued kittens from lakes or some shit. Like based on that, they're like, <laughs> I don't know. Janelle, I didn't Janelle know. Likes, back then. Janelle likes kittens. This is good. Keep going. That was awesome. Okay. So this is your, an, an odd point of contention that just doesn't make any sense to me. Okay. Satan defied God and was cast out for it. But now God gets to make him be in charge of... Is God in control of this situation, really? No, or? Satan got promoted to his level of ineptitude, just like all middle managers. 
Well, that's why I put that as the fifth question, because that was something that was plaguing me. Like, yeah, he got cast out and sent to this place, and now he gets to oversee the whole joint. Well, but and I, like, but I, I would, it seems like he's doing okay. I would say that biblically speaking, <laughs> in current, current times, you would, you would see, if you take this literally, that Satan is on earth, if there is an actual Satan figure. Right. So he doesn't get cast in the lake of fire until the very end. Mm, yeah. Okay. If you're going to, again, take this whole story literally. Well, how come that, we get punished then? He casts Satan onto earth with his creation where we're up against someone with an angel's intelligence. Yeah, that's Brilliant. the other thing that I wanted to know in terms of you guys are all going to have to answer my questions that I don't know. <laughs> As far as like, okay, so yeah, it seems like in Revelation, that's it's not till the very end that everybody gets cast into these things. And yet the common conception, mine included, based on just popular culture stuff, is that it is like right after you die. Mm -hmm. You go, is there a consensus about that at all? Like, You know, actually, that is, that's very much just pop culture. Biblically speaking, as I understand it, it, when you die, there there is actually like the, the whole annihilation thing is probably even based on the Bible, is kind of right until the end of the world and then everyone is resurrected. And that's actually what the Bible says. That's that's the crazy thing, is that this idea of that Greco-Roman pie in the sky or place below, that's Mm -hmm. the the Greeks and the Romans provided us that. Because in the the Jewish scriptures, which are, New Testament is is a Hebrew cultured slash, you know, had Greco-Roman people in as well, but, but it was based out of that Jewish culture. And I would totally agree with you. That uh, it's about the resurrection of the last things when everything the, and it's it's not somewhere else in some other solar system. It's that this Earth is restored. So the the black hole eats us, shits us out the other end, and then we all get restored. Is that what you're saying? You know, I don't know how it's all going to fully go down, <laughs> but accor- according to like, if you want to go just conventional Christian theology. Um, hev- oh, no science then. There yeah. are no black holes. But heaven after you, heaven after you die, or hell after you die, it, it doesn't exist. It's not in the Bible. Right. Yeah. That's I. That was my understanding too. But again, I. This is just based on religious studies degrees that I have. Well, that's I've, the problem is I've that you actually read. studied it, yeah. and so <laughs> there are a lot of Christians who have it. So you got to be quiet. And and. and- even the, the concept of heaven isn't quite what we... Th- I mean, the Bible says there will be a new heaven and a new earth. So the earth mm-hmm. earth is still in the picture. The meek shall inherit the earth, right? So like we, when we die, uh, it's oh, everyone, it everyone who more. is going to the, the good place, I mean, it, it depends on what type of good you are. Some of them actually don't go to heaven. They stay on earth, but the earth is better. But what happens after the supernova? Shh, science. You know, oh, sorry. So- Right. Sorry, never mind. I, you know, maybe the new Earth is actually a completely different planet. It could be, or it could be a different. Um, what, what are what? What is it like? The multi multiverse. Like yeah. maybe we just show up in a multiverse yeah. and we start over. Maybe. Oh wait, science, science, shh, science. But the question will be: Will we have like physical bodies? Because that seems to be a. Per- oh right. It seems it's no. It seems to be a pretty a pretty big factor within the Christian tradition. Is that the physical, like the resurrected body, is is like a real thing? So whatever is next, it can't just be some spirit floating around. Well, that's why Catholics can't cremate, right? Because you have to have your your whole body when you show up. 
Hey, you, you have to have a body you, and not tell me be a what swirling you dust. The <laughs> <laughs> like it, people that died a thousand years ago are nothing but dirt and atoms now, and there's like there's no body there to resurrect. So do we, only we get resurrected if it happens before our bodies disintegrate. <laughs> And then I'm going to be sent to hell. That's so, why God invented embalming, so oh, that yeah, so that you would hopefully last. So why did he longer. kill all the Egyptians then? Because they knew how to do it best. Yeah, but their gods were not him. Oh, yeah. So we shouldn't have saved their bodies anyway. Absolutely not. All right. <laughs> cremate the Egypt. Hashtag cremate the Egyptians. <laughs> That's why mummies are so scary, Chanel, because they're resurrected sinners and Whoa. <laughs> I I saw the the latest mummy with Tom Cruise and it was horrible the previews looked amazing Russell Crowe was in it and like I watched this show and I looked the ratings were so bad on Rotten Tomatoes like oh it can't be that bad it's Tom Cruise and Russell Crowe it was horrible <laughs> I'm like, where's Brendan Fraser when you need him? Hey, At least Tom, if you want us to erase that part of the podcast, we'll take a million dollars. Make it two, because we know you're giving a lot to that Scientology shit. What do Scientologists believe about the afterlife? I don't know. We got to look this up. Yeah, We're Googling. Somebody, We're currently looking that up. Googling. I would love to know. Here are the top search results. It's obvious that what we create in our societies during this lifetime affects us during our next lifetime. This is quite different than the belief or the idea that this occurs. In Scientology, we have very little to do with forcing people to make conclusions. An individual can experience these things for himself, and unless he can do so, no one expects him to accept them. The manifestation that our hereafter is our next life entirely alters the general concept of spiritual destiny. There is no argument whatever with the tenets of any faith, since it is not precisely stated uniformly by all religions that one immediately goes to heaven or hell. It is certainly that an individual experiences the effect of the civilization which he has had part in creating in his next lifetime. In other words, the individual comes back. He has a responsibility for what goes on today since he will experience it tomorrow. That's from Scientology.org. Science fiction. The guy that created Scientology was a science fiction writer and created this out of nothing. On a boat in California during the Vietnam War. Because I happen to know someone that was there. Do you think full circle that every single aspect of the afterlife, the hereafter, it's all about money? We see it in Scientology so clearly because it's, the, it's like the latest, newest thing. We don't see it in Christianity or Buddhism or Islam or Hinduism or Judaism because it's, it's, our, it's our own thing. Like We don't all represent those. But the ones that we do represent, if we were really honest about it, does the hereafter, is it just about money? I mean, maybe, maybe, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, it was certainly used that way, like I said. So, so where's the hope, guys? We got to end on some hope. You know me. Uh, so have, have any of you guys seen the uh, TV show The Good Place? Yes. Okay, yeah. Uh, everyone listening, go watch that. It's on Netflix. It's weird. Uh, it's cute. It's weird. Um, but it's a very interesting idea of hell that I actually think is pretty applicable to our world. So can you describe it? Uh, if I did, I would give away the entire show. Oh, okay. Oh, well, what I'll say is there's this woman who 
dies and uh, is sent to heaven and she realizes very quickly that they've made a mistake and she's not supposed to be there. And that's where I'll leave it. Okay, before we go, we should talk about our favorite movie depictions of hell. Ooh, ooh. Okay. (laughs) So when I was at seminary, I was taking a class at the Dominican school and it was on the last four things. And the uh, father who was teaching the class showed us, and I wish, wish I could remember which year's version, but it was a very old version of um, Dante's Inferno. And we're watching it and it was, you know, pretty standard, the two guys in the boat and they're going through all the different levels. But at one point they come out of this cave and there is a giant ass that is bent over farting out souls. And it was the funniest thing I had ever seen. And for no known reason to this day, I can't figure out why I was the only person along with the father. He and I were the only two laughing and everybody else was hella serious while they were watching it. That's, that's some good stuff. Hands down, my favorite depiction ever. <laughs> because it was hilarious. That is great. Yeah, and that would be a terrible afterlife. <laughs> Being shot continuously out of an asshole for eternity would be the worst. Uh, I like, uh, what is it, Little Nikki, I think, where they're, uh, they're shoving yes. a pineapple up people's asses. <laughs> There's a theme <laughs> here. <laughs> Assholes. Ass hell. <laughs> so I really, uh, I can't believe that this got through all of my programming, but I saw what dreams may come. Um, with Robin Williams and in the movie he commits suicide and so he ends up going to this hell of isolation I mean basically kind of what we talked about being isolated from God was the punishment and I don't know that really stuck with me Um, the just the depiction and the way the movie went and how they talked about it um, that's that's one that has stuck with me for a long time I don't have a hell movie per se. However, a devil movie, Al Pacino. Come on. I mean, probably the best devil ever with Keanu Reeves, who always gets these amazing roles. And The Devil's Advocate, by far, to me, is one of the best sort of Satan hell on earth movies. Mm -hmm. If we got to choose what the end was like, like what would happen after we die, what would you choose? courtside tickets to the Spurs forever well no I would actually get bored because you can't do one thing forever that would be one would Hamilton be in halftime Hamilton would definitely be there uh, we would definitely do something well here's I want to say it's like doing something for those who are less fortunate now if nobody's less fortunate do you do anything for the least of these or do you just hang out with a bunch of like well-to-do people how's that gonna work who's well-to-do in heaven everybody Everybody's well-to-do in heaven. But if there's no contrast, there's no well-to-do. See, so we need hell and we need heaven. (laughs) So how about we go go to hell and we serve those uh, in hell? Seriously, the, the rich man and Lazarus in that parable, you know, and so, and, and so he's like, oh, if I, you know, if I could just sort of, uh, you know, dip my, what is it? My finger, my finger, finger in, water. in the water, right? 
And so they stay in the same existence because the rich man continues to live in greed. He continues to live in self-narcissistic, I am my own island. So maybe hell is just you being a dick. Could be. That's why God can't be that. Like, he has to be something better than that. There you go. To hell with these old versions of hell. (laughs) We've cleared it all up for you. (laughs) And we do have sad news to end the podcast. Uh, You guys will know this by now when this is released, but our Denver Nuggets are not making the NBA playoffs. They're losing right now in overtime to the Minnesota Timberwolves, which you already know. So they're going to be in off-season hell once again. Is this a shock? We had hope that this year maybe this Denver Nuggets local team. I'm not even a Nuggets fan. My daughter is. Do they have a decent logo? Yeah, it's pretty it's cool. It's like pickaxes. But they were close, so maybe there's next year. There's hope. <laughs> hope. <laughs> they just need to dig d- deeper into hell to find it. The Rockies are sucking, too. Yeah, I went to a Rockies game. All I ever want is for the Rockies to win and the Braves to lose. And I went to a Rockies-Braves game and the Braves won. And I'm just so angry about it. <laughs> The Rockies, their, their bats aren't working yet. No, it's a long season, but they're not looking good. Wait, wait. Could hell be listening to people talk about sports for eternity? I'm just kidding. I love you. Perhaps. <laughs> but even I would get bored with that. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would. All right. You, if you watched Hamilton every single second of the day, you would get bored. Maybe. Heaven needs to spice it up. All right. I don't know. It was pretty fantastic. Which, by the way, if you out there listening live near Hamilton, you should go. (laughs) If you can fly somewhere where it is and get tickets, you should go. It was amazing. Amazing. But we're not being endorsed by Hamilton, but that would be awesome. But they would never endorse us because they actually help people with the money that they make. So go Lynn Manuel, hashtag Hamilton, and if you get to see it, do it. That is not hell. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers.